You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. discovered your link to gopowercat.com's power cat questions podcast presented by fridge wholesale liquor and it starts right now now let's go to the wtc gig powered studios here's your host gopowercat.com publisher tim fitzgerald welcome to another edition of the power cat podcast sponsored by fridge wholesale liquor I am Tim Fitzgerald. Riley Gates and Zach Carlson are alongside, but not literally. For the first time, we are Zooming. Zoom! A podcast where we are all in three different areas. Welcome, boys. I can hear Zach swallowing his drink. It's Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's a whole new world. On. Yep. God, he looks good. Yeah, I see him. I can't see his giant head. I just see his eyes down. There he is. <laughs> oh, this is not actually good radio for anybody listening, but for us watching each other, it's yeah, funny. It's fantastic. And I am recording this. I guess I'm getting the video, but I'm not going to do that. This is so less than ideal, as is everything right now, guys. But I was just telling Riley before we started, Zach, I'm turning on the TV and I'm watching national entities having to do this. And I kind of chuckle. Someone on a national news network was like standing in a tiled area so it was echoing while they hosted their show and i'm like you gotta have some common sense you gotta go someplace halfway quiet that might be looking the best on camera but it sounds like crap though after this show for the walking dead talking dead they were all at home zooming just like us it's crazy a national show and there's zooming so it is the world in which we live as far Al Roker's I, doing the weather on his laptop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, luckily I was somewhat prepared because I'd already set up this in-home studio and I didn't have to panic do it. I guess I had some foresight for once in my life. I have a little home studio. Before I forget again, we're sponsored by The Fridge. I think they're still open, Riley. I don't know that they're Neat. close. That, that, yeah, I love, I love America. We are closing all but non-essential businesses, so pharmacies, grocery stores, uh, drive through windows, and liquor stores are open. Quick side rant on that. I went to a liquor store that was like, yeah, you can't come inside, but you can go to the drive through right? I'm like, okay. I had more hand-to-hand contact, and they touched my items way more in that setting than they would have when I just go in and take it off the shelf. I agree. I, what the heck? I know. I'm I'm watching this video on TV of people going through, like, walk-up drive through windows, like for restaurants that don't actually have a drive through and the guy standing one foot from them handing them stuff. And I'm like, no. If you got to take my card to pay, like, I just kind of defeats the purpose of everything. I agree. Well, I saw a Burger King commercial the other day where the lady had gloves on and put the food on a tray and handed it out the drive through window. <laughs> Say that it was ridiculous looking. But Burger King cares oh, about you guys. They made an ad. Man, they don't but if care about me. The fridge is open. Me. I'm good. They they made me eat an Impossible Whopper. It, that's the one thing the video didn't show when we filmed Riley and I doing the Impossible Whopper challenge was that Burger King guy standing off to the side. With a pistol, he made us do it. He forced us. That big giant king head, he forced us to do it. Looked like Lee Corso <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Man, this is... Uh... Well, we're going to make do, and that's all we can do right now. In fact, guys, I, you probably haven't listened to it because, uh, Riley, I can't make you listen to it anymore because you're not technically an employee anymore. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I launched the Life of Fits podcast at midnight, and so the world can hear Kelly Stewart and I talk on the phone about crap. That's pretty much like the concept. It. It's pretty much the high concept of the podcast. I can't leave my house, so I'm going to call my friends and record the phone conversations. Now, you got to keep in mind, they're not really the conversations I would have with some of these friends, but I can't share those details. But it's out there. It's still, we're still struggling to get it on Apple Podcasts. Apple's so elite. Mm. That, that does make me 
I have to go out of my way more to listen. Our friend Connor Tapp at 24-7 is going to share how to hack that problem by adding it through your phone or your iOS to get the podcast to download automatically, even if it's not listed. It's fancy. It's incredible. It's a hack. That's what we offer here is hacks, including my cost. Is Tanner still serving food? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can go to that. God, what is it? That MHK site. I am so sorry. I can't remember that right now. They've set up a really neat site where you can uh, go order. Well, you can order gift cards through the site. And then the Greater Manhattan Foundation matches that gift card with a donation to help out people that need it right now. So it's kind of cool. But you can at least order gift cards. MHKtogether.org. Thank you very much. Ah, Go do that. Which is ironic because we're not together at all. We're, <laughs> we're all in our homes. This really is nice for me, Riley. I got to admit, this pandemic is working out for me. I don't have to go to the <laughs> I'm office. Glad. Uh, I don't have to go to the office. I don't really have to deal with people. I get to hang out with my wife and dogs all day in my home. And if the weather would turn nice enough, I got to get in the yard and do a little work. This pandemic is really, really nice for me. And by the way, Riley, uh, yesterday, now that you're not with us, um, I wrote three non-columns for the website, three stories that were not columns for the website, thus topping my total for maybe the past nine months, maybe longer, but I I couldn't remember that. Brad Corn certainly helped that out. We'll get into Brad Corn leaving. Brad Corn leaving for Southeast Missouri State. But Riley, in case people haven't found out, you are now an employee of Twenty Four Seven Sports, not Spirit Street Publishing, aka GoParacat.com. This would be correct. I have been promoted to the national desk at Twenty Four Seven Sports, and I am now a national news desk writer. Scary. He controls yeah. the news. This is who controls the news across all platforms. Actually, to explain what that is, is you'll be doing much of the same stuff you've done for us, um, you know, kind of the breaking news content that you've done at GoPowerCat, except for sites all across the network, and you will still do that on occasion for us. We have not leveraged the news desk very much because we had you, our own personal news desker, uh, but now when something breaks, sometimes, many times, sites across the network pitch it to the news desk and someone takes care of it nationally so that's been yeah i mean like this morning alone uh cam newton got cut so somebody was on that um uh there was as i scroll back through the slack channel here which is insane by the way uh coaches of the year awards uh colin cowherd's comments things like that just basically anything that happens in sports the desk writes it and so i will be officially beginning this uh, I am on the clock Wednesday at 9 a.m. So nice, nice. I'm glad you're making a living now instead of, <laughs> instead of living paycheck to paycheck. It is nice. <laughs> this half is sponsored by Tanner's. Get into Tanner's when you can get in, but order your food from Tanner's. Go get a gift card through mhktogether.org. <laughs> Do all of those things. Support our sponsors. Support local business. I need to do a better job right now. Here's my theory, guys, on why the grocery stores are out of food. We never eat at home. We always go to restaurants. Grocery stores aren't stocked for everyone to cook their own food. Yeah, there's some hoarding going on. But it's uh, we're actually having to cook our own food more, which is probably good for us, bad for restaurants. But grocery stores aren't used to that. So they're out I'm of just it. living at my parents for a while until and then eating all their food. So I wish I could do the same. My mom's <laughs> returning from Florida soon, and she will be in quarantine for two weeks. Mm. Even though she's in the really safe part of Florida because there was no spring break there, and it's really kind of northern rural. But still, lock her up. She's dangerous. Lock her up. Lock her up. Well, let's get started with your questions from Wabash Station. Zach is now the collector of the questions. Maybe there'll be a difference in how this podcast performs. We will see. Zach, get it going. Starting us off is on your mark, set, spin. How does a coach handle this card be exploring pro option situation in April recruiting? Is exploring options really adios because Bruce can't promise the summer for the prodigal son to return? 
Yeah, you know, I it love is. the analogy. <clears throat> it is interesting. I, I think they'll sign someone if, if you know, Donovan Williams pops up and says, hey, I want to go to K-State. They'll sign him. Yeah. Problem solved. I will say this. I believe Cardi is also exploring senior transfer options if needed. Um, I've heard a little birdie say. So it. Uh, I'm going to be surprised if he's back. I think Cardi's keeping it in, trying to keep it in his back pocket as an option to have a place to be. But, you know, if you're Bruce, you got to take care of things. And I know Cardi's a great basketball player, and when he's good, he's really good. But you got to kind of calculate in all the other stuff that's gone on behind the scenes that fans may not be privy to with the disruptions. Well, and then also if you're Bruce, you can you're in a really nice place if you're Bruce, honestly, right now with all the restrictions on recruiting and everything. You know, let's say Donovan Williams commits; he can't sign yet, but he can, he's committed. Okay, well, now I've got time. I, I can sign him. I've got time to sit here and figure out if I want to push somebody else out the door, if Cardi wants to come back, you know, if he wants to take both of them in. He's got the – while he can't recruit and while that is bad for him as a coach, hey, I can't go out and I can't do a whole lot of recruiting, it also is a little bit of a benefit to him to have this time to figure things out, I think. Right. Um, I'm still in the same boat as you. I don't see a scenario in where he's back. No. I just don't. Uh, I see it, but I don't – I don't think it'll take place. I think at the end of the day, Bruce will want to break ties. He's just trying to, in typical Bruce fashion, and I mean this as a compliment, he's trying to do it um, in a elegant manner and not sloppy and make it a headline in itself. He's trying to just let the problem resolve itself instead of force it. And at some point, he might have to force it. From Hurt as Joe, seriously, is Cardi just looking or is he truly gone? No, I think we answered that. I was bit. shocked to hear the pro thing, though. Weren't you? No, we'll get into that. I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I think he's, I think he's truly gone unless he can't be gone, and then he wants to come back. He, you know, I think he wants to play basketball. Uh, do I think he'd go to Europe over coming back to K State? Yeah, kind of do, but that's easier said than done. What if? What if we're still not playing basketball? And there's some uncertainty. I don't know what happens. I'm man. It's it's a mess out there. I think uh, he would come back as a last resort, resort. But I think in his mind, he's truly gone. I really thought it would be done by now. Um, so I mean, I I would say that I'm shocked by that, but I'm not sitting here going, oh, it's not done by now. Maybe that means he's coming back. You know, things like that. Yep. From Adam K sixty three, are you surprised that Cartier is taking the route of testing the NBA draft instead of being a grad transfer? I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would enter the NBA draft before saying he was leaving K State. If that makes sense. Like I thought he would say, "I'm going to leave K State. I'm going to go to the NBA draft. If that doesn't work out, pursue other options." Because he's basically Barry again, although it's different. I think this one's different in that all the guys that explored the NBA draft and really weren't doing it were, you know, just seeing how they measured up. I think X was kind of really doing it last year and then didn't get the answer he wants. And I think we all realize Cardi won't get an answer he likes. He's going to get a dose of reality, but I still think he's gone. I think he thinks he's an NBA guy right now. And I mean, even Cardi fans have to look at his game and how he handles the ball and he's so turnover prone he's not ready for the league in any way he's not ready for the d league he's not ready for high international leagues he's got a lot of game he needs to play a lot of basketball and i guess that would be the number one argument for him going <clears throat> is he just needs to play he needs to get out and play and he needs to make it his full-time job he's got his degree or he will have his degree um and uh, just go to some place and play a lot of basketball and get more experience because that's what he lacks. He just hasn't played it for a lifetime. He came to it kind of late, and you can see it in his game sometimes. The instinctive things aren't always there. So I, I'm I'm not surprised. I, I think he fancies himself, to use a British word, as an NBA guy. 
I mean, that's probably why we're so like down. I don't want to say downplaying it, but like when we hear that Cardi's probably going to test the NBA waters, we don't really take it all that seriously because we all know in the back of our minds, he's not going to play in the NBA and he's probably not going to play in the G league next year. There was a scenario in where we saw Barry or, or X, well, you know, maybe they do play really well in the summer and they do sneak into the late second round or they do get a G league contract. Like we saw that envision um, the, the slightest chance of that happening even though it probably wasn't going to happen. We don't even see the slightest chance of that happening with Cardi. So that's that's probably why it feels a little bit different, at least in my eyes. From Itain BB, moving on to recruiting. Dejuan seemed to be the key key player in the Lewis commitment. Did Lewis recruitment start from the coach or Dejuan? And are there any more players Dejuan can sway to K-State? <laughs> it, started, it started with the coaches because it started last year at Peach Jam. Um you know, they, they've been friends. I, I, you know, I can't tell you whether or not they've had conversations. Him and Dejuan have had conversations before, but it, it wasn't to the point where Dejuan had, had really kind of experienced all this stuff at PCM last year. I think it was more the coaches um, initiating that. And then obviously when you get a, a friend that helps com- uh, recruit you there, that's going to get you a little bit further along the way. But I mean, it sounded like for the last few months, really, that he had been kind of decided on, on K state, if they pulled the trigger, that's all he was waiting on was just the offer. And, you know, it didn't even need a visit. Um, I was shocked he didn't even make it, make it here for a visit ever. Um, if it was that serious on, on K state's end of things, you know, they, they didn't really host that many official visitors this year. I figured they'd toss one out to him, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good get late in the process. Um, it, you know, it's not a total reach. I think it's, I think he's raw. I think he's got a lot to work on right now, but I think it is a decent one, especially if you miss on, on some of your other targets that are out there right now. Agreed. Agreed. I, I don't care how it came about. I kind of like this as a late grab. I think it's better than the typical Bruce Weber late edition. I mean, sometimes those are real reaches and we've seen that play out in recruiting. I'm kind of forcing I don't want to say forcing Don Williams hand, but you also get to sit here and say, okay, look, if you want to come to K state, we're going to take you, we're going to have room for you, but we're also not going to sit here and let you string it out for another two months. If you're not interested, we're going to move on. So we need you to start making a decision here. Yeah. You have to be really, really, really sexy to be the total backup plan. You know, I mean, Riley, you're familiar with this. You've been the backup plan for a lot of women in the past. Um, Zach, I don't know about you, but anyhow, uh, they got to be hot for you to wait around, or you just say, "Hey, I'm not playing these reindeer games. We're going to go on. We're going to do my life as a single man instead of having you in it." Let's move on. I kind of got lost in that. <laughs> I like the reindeer games. Yeah. From Rasslin 1982. Oh, yeah. Have you talked to any of the current players about being called out by an incoming player? I don't think most of the guys returning, I mean, the only guys returning, wrap your mind around this. If Cardi, if Cardi Jada doesn't come back, the only guys returning are the four newcomers, Levi Stockard and Mike McGurl. And I think Mike and Levi, when pressed to it, would agree with that comment that they weren't playing hard at all times. This team didn't click and nobody knows it better than the players that were on the team. I would imagine the guys in the upper class would probably take it, you know, offense to it, the older guys, but they're going to be gone. So if you take a little offense to the truth, I'm sorry, but this is going to be a young team next year and it's time to turn over the reins of leadership. And I think in, uh, you know, Mike will be a good example setter. Um, Levi surprisingly moved into a person that was kind of demanding more from his teammates, which... I hadn't seen any signs of that in the past, so that's positive. And I think the young guys, including David Sloan, who will also be a senior as a JUCO transfer, is they're ready to take over. They're, this is their show now, and, and they'll embrace the fact that that team last year was not playing up to its standards of what K-State basketball expects or what they as hoopsters, hoopsters expect. I've never used that word before. It was really challenging. <laughs> well, the other thing you got to know about Selton – is that Selton is a very honest kid and he's not going to say things 
in a like I talked to Nigel Pack and he said that K State had one of the most one of the most talented teams in the country, but they couldn't they just couldn't piece it together. And it's like okay. I get where you're coming from. You don't want to talk bad about your team, but let's also not be ridiculous. They weren't one of the most talented teams in the country that just couldn't piece it together. They were just a bad team. Selton's going to be brutally honest with you. He's going to, but he's, but he doesn't know he's being brutally honest. He's just talking and he's just saying what he actually feels. And in his head, it's not coming off as calling anybody out in his head. He's just talking. He's just giving his opinion on things. And I don't think he's gone through the process of, Oh, somebody might misinterpret my comments as one thing over the other. I don't think his intention was to call the other players out. I think his intention was, I didn't think they were playing hundred percent all the time. I'm just going to be honest with you. So that's, that's kind of what I, I did. That's why I didn't think it was a, a, a necessarily a blow to K state per se. Also from wrestling 1982. Do you have any idea who is leaving to make room for these basketball offers? I, do you see anybody other than Cardi potentially leaving? I, I know nobody ever really sees a transfer, but I don't I, see anybody leaving. I don't unless unless the asterisk here is there's some kind of grade problem with one of the new guys. And yeah, I, I don't know what this whole situation with campus shutting down and going to online learning that takes a lot of discipline, and nobody from the basketball office is looking over your shoulder, making sure you go to class. That's going to be something across all college sports. What happens to the grades? I mean, what if a professor decides to run the online as stringently as attendance and starts flunking people left and right because they weren't tapping into their Zoom or whatever they're doing? Uh, it's So it's, there, there's other scenarios. I mean, a player could say, hey, I liked Manhattan, I like K-State, but it just didn't work. I, I want to go back closer to home. And I, I don't know who that would be, but because I think all four of the newcomers were legitimate, uh, and I don't see Levi or Mike leaving. I guess if forced, Levi would be the one. But then you put a giant hole in the middle of your lineup because he's really f- the most physically developed player you have returning on your team. That's it. And I don't think Levi and Mike are necessarily all stars. They're going to make you great. But I also don't think it's worth running those two off to further set back the program and bring in more freshmen. I mean, then you're just delaying it even further. Oh, well, now we're going to be two years away from being good again, three years away from being good again. And I just I don't think Bruce Weber wants to be in that position. And I don't think he should put himself in that position at all. Well, Riley, what told me that they're preparing to add another player is not just Donovan. Now they've extended the Juco offer. Um, and that really indicates to me they fully expect to have another opening, and they're trying to get ahead of that and, and mm-hmm. not get caught with an opening and then kind of, well, we really haven't been recruiting that hard, and you know we're going to just take this guy. Because they've done that a lot, and it's horrible. you got to be prepared better than what they are. And, of course, they can always maybe find a grad transfer, but, man, it's getting competitive. I saw the guy from Yale – um, who probably is pretty smart, I would guess. Uh, but he's got, I mean, Duke and their schools are lining up for this guy. So if you're a pretty good senior grad transfer and a program has an opening, they're going to snap you up. And I think that's a good course of action maybe next year for this program is to, to look at that a little bit. Be not, you know, when they don't have a senior class is maybe to add some leadership. We'll see what they do. From Adam K sixty three, with Brad Cord heading to SEMO, do you see Bruce promoting Jo or even bringing Shane Southwell back to be on the staff? I got to be really blunt here. I'm not sure what I saw from Brad Corn that screams I'm going to be a Division one head coach, even if it's at Southeast Missouri State. I haven't seen much yeah. from him. I Bruce complimented his recruiting, and I'm like, well, who? I mean, you know what? I can't name anyone that. He went out as the lead guy and kind of just wrapped things up on his own. And um, he's got a deep voice. He'll command a locker room, I guess. I I was surprised by it. I think it works out well for K-State. I think it offers Kansas State a chance to add someone else to 
you know, the mix, particularly on the recruiting trail. And I'd be opposed to just throwing it at a young guy like that. I don't think it'll be J.O. I think J.O. would have to take the Southwell route and go get another job. I would say Shane Southwell is more likely of the two, but that's still awfully early. I mean, even Brad Korn, who had played for Bruce an entire career and had served as grad assistant and had been a director of ops. He still wanted him to get three years of experience at Missouri State, um, a decent program that, uh, at least at some points in its history, a decent program, to get enough experience to come to the Big 12. I'd be surprised if it's Southwell. Uh, but I, I will be shocked, shocked, stunned, if it's not someone with a connection to Bruce Weber because that seems to be all he's interested in hiring right now. I think Simo got turned down by Kim English. That had to have happened. They wanted Kim English. He was at the top of the list, and then suddenly he didn't get the job. The dude has extensive coaching history. Uh, Tulsa, he was at Tennessee recently. So I thought he was going to get the Simo job. I, I hadn't even heard Brad's name tossed around. Um, and I, I am a lot like Fitz there. I I don't know what I don't know what Brad did to to get the job really because the posts weren't all that terrific at k-state recently i mean we know that um i mean but but i'll say this maybe the change of scenery is going to benefit brad you know um let's be real he hadn't been given a whole lot of talent to work with down low so it's tough to really showcase your skills as a coach when you don't really have any talent to work with and number two maybe he just needs to do his own thing get in his own system um I, I think he likes Bruce, but maybe it just wasn't a, a good coaching fit. You know, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see how he does in a new environment. But Simo needs a whole lot of life injected back into it, and it's going to be a challenge for Brad. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think like Wally has kind of said um, in text law, it'll be the guy that Simo fired. Uh, Ray. I, I just think. I think like Fitz said, there it's going to be somebody with a Bruce connection. That seems like a good fit. He's got head coaching experience, um, veteran coach. I don't know. It, Bruce is in a tough position right now because whether or not you want to believe it, the seat got a little bit hotter this year. Um, so there's that factor. But even if the seat isn't hot at all, he's still getting near retirement. If you're a young coach outside of the tree, you're not going to hook your wagon to Bruce. So it's a little bit of a weird position here. We'll see what they do. I think it's going to be an interesting hire to, a hire to follow. Last question of the first half from TMAC77. Recently, in another post, the question arose about the financial standing of K-State with the loss of revenue from the Big 12 or from the basketball tournament and other spring sports. The other comment was about the athletic department paying money back to the university. So are we in financial trouble at K-State or was that fake news? No, it wasn't fake news. It, the budget is tight in athletics. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to handle this. I'm not sure how the Big 12 will handle this. I mean, there's so many um, unknowns, unknowns right now with how this all plays out. Uh, I don't quite understand how this impacts all of college athletics. They just lost a ton of money from not having the NCAA tournament. That trickles down to the schools and the conferences and all that. The university's in dire, dire situation. People don't really appreciate Kansas State University is basically bankrupt. You know, it can't keep up its buildings. That's why Ahern's being abandoned, basically. It can't keep up with anything, and it's in such a bad situation. Athletics, even though its budget is tight, has been operating at a profit, something the school certainly isn't doing. And so they're paying back about, last I knew, $3 million a year to the university. I personally think that needs to stop, even though I love Kansas State. We have to figure out a way to make Kansas State more solvent and continually raising tuition doesn't seem to do it because then you have less students and then your overall income from tuition drops. Uh, it's going to take some tax assistance. Kansas is going to need to decide <clears throat> if it wants to support higher education and maybe it has too many institutions. Maybe that's the problem, but nobody wants their institution shut. Fort Hayes doesn't. Great job serving an underserved area of the state. You know, my nephew went to Pitt State and got, you know, a, a master's in chemical engineering and is now in a Ph.D. program at a major institution. You know, they all serve a purpose. They all have their reason. And it's just it, the university's in deep trouble. Athletics is trying to help out. 
I find it astonishing that little old K-State can make its university athletic department completely independent financially of the university. It doesn't get any student or tax money from uh, the university and yet it still is paying back to the university. The money's going the other way than almost any other institution in the United States. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. And I, I really think we're going to have to find a way to get the university as a whole on better financial footing. This is a big question for the politicians, and I don't want to get political, but we have to solve this. Um, you know, they're going to go to probably sports gambling real soon. Medical marijuana, I think, is on the horizon. Folks, you can't have this be like the lottery where they say it's going to be for education and then the money doesn't really show up for education. It needs to be for education. If that's going to be a commitment of the state of Kansas to educate its population, then make it about education. Do it the right way. If you're raising a ton of money from you know, selling gambling, profiting from gambling, selling medical marijuana or profiting from it, then let that come back into education and make college and trade schools very, very cheap again for children of residents of the state of Kansas, period. You can't just say we're going to solve education and just say it. You got to do something. K-State's in big trouble, big, big trouble. The infrastructure is falling apart. It's competitive to get professors. You know, that's that's something professors deserve to be paid well. I'm not saying professors <clears throat> I'm not saying professors are overpaid. What I am saying is it is now um, a very lucrative profession to get into at times to be a professor. I mean you look at the salaries that some of these guys are getting, some of these people are getting, and it's it's kind of astonishing because I always grew up in a world in which being a professor kind of was a lifestyle choice more than a financial choice. And working for the state was more of a security choice than a financial choice. And now, a lot of times, it's just the best-paying job out there for these people. And uh, it, certainly in education, it should be. But now we've got to figure out how to make it financially work. Good enough. That'll be it for the first half of the PowerCap podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. On the other side, we will continue this Zoom version of the PowerCap podcast. We are not in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. We're in my home dog-powered studio, and we haven't had a dog bark yet. I'll work on that in the break. Stay locked in. The PowerCat podcast will be right back. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Podcast, live from our houses, not the WTC gig-powered studios. Words. Man, I haven't had enough caffeine. You know it's bad, guys, when you have an entire five-hour energy, which is like 240 milligrams milligrams of caffeine, and then you do a podcast and you say, I'm still not awake. I'm an addict. I start buying my bang online. They shut down the mall, obviously. The Manhattan Mall? Yeah. It's closed till like the end of April or something like that. Uh, don't you have like... So I, so I can't get... Well, Heavy doesn't always have all the right flavors, and they don't sell them in 12-packs all the time. 
Hybees so, the worst spot to try to buy five hour energy. It's horrible. They barely have any. Also, I'm also trying to stay away from grocery stores as much as possible. Yeah. It is a zoo. I went like I went like three days before all of this stuff really started to get real, and it was still a zoo. Hated every minute of it. Yeah, and everyone Becky went for us um and then showered. I, I like put her in a chemical bath after she got home. Um <laughs> said it was just weird. Weird because everyone's trying to stay away from each other. Everyone's distancing but shopping. There's not much much on the shelves. I get the hiccups. Um it's a weird, weird situation out there. You have to bag your own groceries so that you know, more people aren't handling your stuff. Uh, she told me of a residence up at Metal Arc Hills where she works that does a a bleach, a, like a light bleach water solution for all of his fruit and then rinses thoroughly off that to make it because I think uh, probably ingesting bleach would be bad. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm guessing. Uh, but, yeah, it's a pretty good idea because I'm eating grapes and I'm like, I don't know if someone didn't sneeze on these grapes. Even though I washed them, I didn't. I didn't like sing take me out to the ball game for 20 seconds while washing them. Do you not get them in the bag? Someone walked in on Riley. Who is it? Jesus. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, that was my mom. That scared the hell out of me, dude. Julie, go away. This is a professional podcast. Oh, my goodness gracious. Seriously, guys. I am in her room. Seriously, I'd feel bad about this, except I'm seeing everyone do it. Everyone in the world is having to do this. I thought, oh, we'll maintain our our ability. You guys will go to the podcast studio, and I will be at home. And no, no, this is this Dude, that is- was like in like the killer movies when like you're talking on the phone to your friend, and you can see the killer in your friend's house, but your friend doesn't <laughs> see him. Oh my god, that was scary, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was your mom. Your mom is gonna kill you. Don't blame her. She wants to right now. Don't blame her. I've been here too long. Exactly. Uh, You know, to clarify with your new job, you could do this. Just stay at home with mom and dad in Beloit. Well, I I bought a desk, and so I'm waiting for it to get to my apartment. But it's not my apartment right now, and I don't want to write on a TV tray at home. Because I don't have a kitchen table at home. And so I'm very limited on I don't have a bar stool. No, I, we, we don't have guests at the apartment. And so we just decided, Hey, we have two TV trays. We'll just eat on the couch every night. And that's what we've been doing for a year. And it's worked out fine until now. I need a stable surface to ride on. And I don't have that at the apartment. So I bought a desk waiting until it gets back to Manhattan. Once that happens, I'm going to go home. Mm, that's until the then I'm going to ride on my parents' bar stool. That's the story. Well, we're sponsored by the fridge. It is the staple desk of my alcohol purchasing life. God bless Riley and other friends telling me to make sure I'm stocked up on alcohol. Uh, One good friend of mine, well, Toby, I've talked about it. Toby and his significant other have gone to ration coupons, ration coupons. They've created at home because they're going to run out of alcohol. So they've got punch cards that they have to take punches off of every time they pour it. Oh, no. It's desperate times out there. It's desperate times. And when times are normal, I'm going to get to the high-low and have some pizza. I need to have some AJ's. I need to figure out what delivery service delivers AJ's and do that. Like Eat Street. Eat Street? Yeah, Eat Street. Eat Street does it. We do it a lot. DoorDash keeps sending me free coupons, probably because last time they royally screwed up my order. I'm nervous about doing even that. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, is it not? The pizza guy um, and Becky had to get get it from the door, but I'm like, I don't know who handled this bottle of pop. I don't know who handled this box of pizza. Yeah, that's where you got to kind of draw the line on, like, how much are you willing to put up with, you know? I just have – I have to be careful. I have to be really careful. Uh, with my situation, and not just cancer. I don't know if you folks have noticed, but I'm I'm fat and old. Probably not in the best cardiovascular condition of my life. Well, I know I'm not. I'm probably in the worst cardiovascular situation of my life because I haven't been able to exercise without two years for two years without just zapping me. So, okay. Well, Zoom didn't cut us off. Zoom put us into bonus time, apparently. Zoom is kicking ass. I think I will get Zoom now 
just because Zoom is awesome and it's fun to say. Zoom's dope. This okay, actually sounds. Zoomer. This sounds <laughs> okay, Zoomer. <laughs> this uh, this actually sounds okay considering the options, and this is not a bad way to do a little radio because we can actually see each other, and I can flip off my co-host whenever I want, like we're in person. I can just shut my screen off if I wanted to and so, do whatever I want to you. <laughs> we're sponsored by The Fridge, and here are your questions from Wabash Station as we plunge into other non-basketball topics. Here's Zach. From Wildcat Pilot 88, how difficult will Chuck Lilly's transition be for him to start identifying talent and recruiting to K-State instead of Clemson? Will he have to lower his standards from what he was used to? I mean, yeah. I don't, but I don't think he's coming into this job going, oh, we're going to get Clemson talent to K-State. Like, he's a smart guy. I think he's aware of the reason that he got what he got at Clemson. But I also don't <clears> – excuse me. I also don't think that means he's going to suddenly start recruiting just two stars. Oh, I'm at Kansas State, so I can't recruit all that well. No, I mean, I, I bet he swings for the fences on a few guys. Maybe right. not five-star recruits at, down in South Carolina or anything like that. But – why not take a shot on a four star out of Florida? Who knows what, what you can do? Or, you know, it, that's, that's half the reason you go to a school like Clemson and hire somebody like that is because they have the relationships with schools out there. They have relationships with some of those athletes and they can get you your foot into the door of areas you haven't been yet. It's a great hire. You know, it's, it's one that probably a lot of people glossed over initially and, and didn't pay much attention to, but this is what we've been talking about for, so however many months Chris Kleiman has been on the job. Now he's going to get more help in the recruiting area alongside with Taylor Bratt. And they've finally gotten it. And I think it's going to benefit him. I think you're going to see an uptick. Now, when I say uptick also, that doesn't mean suddenly K state's going to go from seventh or eighth in the big 12 to third or fourth or second. I'm not saying that, but the talent level is going to go up. It's like basketball. Instead of getting low three stars, they're now getting high three stars, maybe a fringe four star every now and then. That's what we need to see more out of football, and I think they're going to get there eventually. I agree. I I don't think in in anything, whether it's recruiting or job hunting or dating, you should predefine yourself. You know, you should you should pitch your pitch, take your shot, man, take your shot, and then if nothing comes back, you move on. That's that's what it's about. If you see your dream job, if you don't apply for it, I can guarantee you one thing: you're not going to get your dream job. But if you take that <laughs> shot. Maybe, just maybe you get that job, or at least you get some feedback. Hey, we really like your resume. Why don't you try back with us later? So don't predefine everything for yourselves. I imagine they'll still seek out five stars that fit what they want, both in talent and personality, work ethic. And they'll probably end up with the three, four-star guys. But now take your shot, man. You got to take it. You won't make it if you don't take it. From KNED, does a COVID-19 spring practice provide more, less, or about the same amount of media access as a regular Snyder spring <laughs> practice? Given how well Snyder kept things from spreading out of the near, should he be the national coronavirus quarantine coordinator? Man, it's a, it's we joke, but it's so true. I, You know, I'm just amazed. I think he should have been in intelligence because he can lock down information better than anyone I've ever come across. Some of the yeah. things that we would find out that somehow that football program kept a secret or let's take this in the example of Scott Franz. He had come out to his teammates a full year plus before it ever got public. And it was by choice. It went public. I mean, that information was locked down. Now I credit Snyder, but for creating a culture in which you respect the boundaries of your football family and your program, but also I'm impressed that he had taught those people in the program uh, to treat your brothers well. So it's amazing how he can lock down information. I, I think uh, it's it's impressive. It's really impressive. And no, it's not much different. I mean, at the end there, <clears throat> we would have a early spring practice. Wouldn't even be a pre-spring football practice, keep in mind. That went away. Now we had to have a meeting like three, four days or practices into spring and then we'd have maybe one before the game and then after the game i mean it was just and hardly anything reliable really got out once in a while they'd make an announcement about injury or something but yeah it's it's been uh 
We are well equipped to handle a news cycle in the COVID-19 world because we have been scraping for news at Kansas State for many, many years. How have they not canceled spring practice officially yet? I don't get well, that. Well, I think they're hoping to have it in summer or late May or something. They're hoping to have fun, some form of spring football, even if it's without a game, so that the teams can get better. I'm tell, I've am been saying this. This is really serious right now. People are bummed that basketball shut down and all the other sports are shut down. But if it gets into football, if it starts to affect football, it's going to get a little rowdy in this country. People are not going to be happy, and they're really, really going to be restless with what's going on. And I'm just—I'm not saying that play football no matter what. I'm just saying that's a reality. People will be really upset. From Oiler Cat Two, can groups of ten or less be able to work out at the stadium or the rec center fields? Uh, Technically, ooh. yeah, I think. But I don't Have think anyone wants lo- to do it. Yeah, I'm guessing they technically can. Honestly, I don't know the answer. Wait, did he say rec center? He said rec center fields, but I'm assuming just practice in general. Yeah, well, the fields are open, but the practice fields. I guess in theory, you could have 10 players out there stretched from, you know, sideline to sideline running so they've got a good six feet between them and and a coach or two out there you could socially distance and condition you really could but that would require them coming back flying traveling them all being on spring break when this hit means they're all at home and if they weren't at home they went home so now that's out of the bottle and you gotta it's hard to put it back in you have to get to a world in which these kids can travel back to manhattan kansas without being threatened by what's out there and that includes airlines which which we may not have for much longer we may not have air travel in america anymore because they're all about to go broke because uh, nobody's mm. flying but um I, i'm finding it hard to feel sympathy for them when they've gouged us and united you can still go out of business i know how you screwed me with the texas bowl <laughs> i i remember this- if you want to refund my $500, you double-charged me because you lied to me on something, you could do that, and then maybe I would consider standing up for you. A kid like Christian Moore, you know, new new tight end. Well, he literally can't leave us, leave the state. or Like, he's in California. He's locked down, man. So, like, he can't come back. You just – it's a really weird time because even if, even if the NCAA came out right now and said student-athletes can lift – in their facilities and they can work out on the field and things like that. Like Fitz said, you still got to get them back and nobody is wanting to come back right now unless they're driving themselves and you ain't going to be driving yourself if you're from California. That's for damn sure. Especially when you got to pump gas and who knows who's yeah. touched it. Great, great tip. I, I picked up for my sister. If you have a dog and you have the little doggy bags, you know, for the poop pickup, they fit over your hand really nice. Throw some in your car when you pump gas. You can then put one in. That's a good idea. Touch the bag, throw the bag away, get back in your car. Yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's a it's a real mess. It's, it's so much to be sorted through, and and uh, I wish I had more answers, but nobody does on a lot of this stuff. From Gato Blanco in Mexico. That, by the way, he- is Spanish for giant scary virus in Mexico. Uh, white cat, but okay. Close enough. Any updates on if they are going to redshirt all spring athletes? Ooh, I don't know. I just yeah. hadn't thought about that. Wow, I hadn't thought about it. I, I thought okay. the NCAA said they were, that they were going to extend everybody Ooh. by a year. Like it never happened. What did you say? Yeah, I, the think NCAA. That, I think that's the way to do it is this year never happened. Yeah, if you're a spring athlete and you didn't have your competitive season, you know, at least what what we would expect to have. I mean, baseball started, other sports have started. But if you didn't really have the competitive season, then it just never happened. You didn't expire a year of your eligibility at all. That's a most Hello, fair dude. way to handle it. That is probably Daphne. Is that- Daphne is ah. barking in the background because something happened in the world. You know this. That's probably a good idea. You know this, probably, guys. Probably. Every time you come over, Daphne runs laps around the table freaking out, and dude's like, hey, love me, love me, love me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. 
from Wildcat Engineer. Decades ago, for a short period of time, we had a searchlight with the power cat on it. This copied the bat signal. What happened to that searchlight? I never knew we had one. I didn't know we had one either. I know. I think it was. I was hoping you'd know, Fitz. Running joke. In town? Yeah, I don't think. This was a thing in town? I don't know that there ever was one. I I think they're illegal unless you have now, unless you have some reason to do it. I think people had them, but they mess with the planes. And, and there's never a reason to do it. What are you going to try to summon a man and a cat head? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, what are you know. doing? I'm, I'm not familiar with them ever really actually having one. I think people just wanted one. If they I did, that. we need to bring it back because we need Willie to save us all. Because I don't think uh, it's been disproven that a, a man with a cat head can't solve this virus. There's no science to say it can't happen. So let's do it. It's fair. Now there was a there was a cat train video where it started off where Willie was summoned by the bat signal and they used like the Batman theme and like he went down the elevator. Like I think this was right after he called. I do remember that. Yeah. Like there's the L. Roberson phone call and then I think it was after that became the Batman intro for like a couple of years. Yeah, that sounds right. That was a good one. Maybe that's what you're remembering. Crazy train pounded out of the cave. Yep. Is that the same one? Yeah, 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 yeah. We need it, though. Interesting. <clears throat> Next question. We get into some by Riley questions. All right. Here we go. So hold on. Uh, B-Y-E or B-I? B-Y-E. Okay. Wow. Good, goodbye. Goodbye, not authored oh, by. Okay. Hey, Alexa, uh, play Sarah McLaughlin right now. <laughs> I will remember you. I wonder if Fitz didn't have his headphones on, it would have activated. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Siri, but I didn't want to make the phone mad. It would have, actually. If I had this on a speaker, Alexa would have done it. From Herta's Joe, is Riley leaving because of tension between him and Coach Fitz? And how does he respond to Fitz's allegations he was more worried about the big leagues? Well, look, let me handle this like Frank Martin. You're either in or you're out. And he's out. It's out. You got to be here. You got to be present. Got to be with us. He's out. It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> no, no I am. I am not leaving because of tensions with Fitz. There were no tensions with Fitz. That is the short answer to no, that question. No, no tensions. Did I? Did I tell him, "Hey, man, you probably shouldn't tweet that." Yes, but in fairness, my employees had said, hey, boss, hey, you probably shouldn't tweet that. So we kind of look out for each other in that area. But, yeah. Even if we don't listen to each other. No, no. Remove your damn thumb. (laughs) Next question is from No Talent as Clown. Favorite name. Riley, can you recount your favorite interview or conversation while covering K-State? Hmm. Well, it's probably that one time he and I sat down and I taught him all about life and uh, puppies and rainbows. That was probably his favorite conversation sure. he's ever had. And how your dad got you this job? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. Thank God. <laughs> like I Thank take God Brian's did. recommendation. <laughs> favorite interview. Um, I mean, there's two ways I look at this question. There's like the enjo- my favorite enjoyable interview and then like the interview that I will never forget. So like the, my favorite interview ever, um, was okay. It's like two favorite interviews. Frank, technically when I called Frank to recount the 2008 KU game, um, because I idolized Frank Martin as a child. And so that was really cool to talk to him, but it wasn't in person. And so if I wanted to go in person, it would have to be when I'm talked to Jacob Poland at sprint center, about his career when he was there with the Sixers for a preseason game. So those were like my favorite because that was right when I was 12 to 14 and watching K-State. Then obviously get to talk to them was really cool. The one I'll never forget is a very easy answer, and it's other dude at the thing. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great one. K-State gets walloped by Oklahoma, last place Oklahoma by 30 points, Laird Veach is pacing around the Lloyd Noble Center, and I, le- guys, I legitimately thought he fired Bruce Weber that day. I legitimately thought we were going to be talking to Laird Veach in a post-game press conference, and I was like, I just looked at Zach, and I was like, this is going to happen. This is, this is done. It's over. And then Bruce came down and gave us the other dude at the thing. 
press conference. <laughs> that was, and then it, I don't have any critics when the entire fan base was criticizing him. It was, I'll never forget that. It was just so, because that was hold before on, everybody came on. back around on Bruce. The entire fan base was criticizing him. I thought I just called for his firing out of nowhere. Nobody else wanted it. Oh, oh yeah. That's no, how, no, that's that how I'm told it happened. <laughs> that everyone wanted him to stay in fits, wanted him fired. Nobody had come back around on Bruce yet. And so everybody's kind of anti-Bruce. And he says he just has no critics. The only people that criticizes him is Kellis and the other dude at the thing, which was D. Scott Fridgen. Who'd never criticized jaw, him. My jaw hit the floor. Absolutely was just stunned. And I was like, did he just say that? Oh, my God. I, Literally, I don't care what I do the rest of my life. Just that the, might be the most memorable one. Fill in the blanks. D. Scott at the prior home game and asked statistically driven questions that were not flattering to Kansas State basketball. There was no opinion in it. It was just like, ah, you guys, here's the stats to show you suck. Uh, can you comment on it? You know? And that was apparently too much criticism at the time. And after... I don't know, five years, whatever it was, he still didn't know who D. Scott Fritchin was after being in every press conference. Literally. D. never missed a post-game press conference and gone to a lot of the pre-game press conferences, and he didn't know who he was. But I will never forget that. He's still got to see us. if I still have the video on that. I think I do somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it was three years ago. It can't be gone. It was four years ago. It was 2017. Was it 17? Yeah. Because that's the year they went to the NCAA tournament. Because they ripped off four oh, straight wins right. or whatever and went to the tournament. Yeah. Elite eight, 18, um, conference championship 19, and then 20, it fell off the end of the table. That, that's why Laird Beach was there because Curry had already rolled out. No, he hadn't yet. Curry. Well, he had, he had accept, hadn't he accepted it? No, not yet. That was after. Was that the day he was rumored to be on the Florida campus? Yeah, he was rumored to be somewhere else. Okay. Like he was Curry was definitely missing. Like it was weird that That's Laird, why was, Laird there. was there. Got it. Yeah, there's something weird with it. Uh, another question from No Talent as Clown. What's one question you wanted to ask during an interview but couldn't find an appropriate time or situation? Mm. Oh boy. Huh, that's, I, I needed to think about that in advance. Um Sometimes you run out of time, you know, because we usually get 30 minutes or whatever is allocated. But Kenny Lanou um, and his staff at K-State are usually pretty good. If you really need to ask something, they'll, they'll let you get it in. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh, man. I mean, I never had a question for Coach Snyder that I ever thought was, like, really pressing. Um <sighs> Honestly, probably like this year, I don't know, like like Bruce kept saying, you know, like I don't, uh, he couldn't explain, he couldn't explain what, what had led to all these losses or what, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I never could basically figure out this year a way to word a proper uh, formal question of Bruce, just why are you this bad? Like that, you know, that's like you, what you wanted to say. Bruce, what do you why do you think the team is this bad right now and let him talk about, you know, whether it be recruiting or whether it be coaching or whatever, but I couldn't ever come up with a formal way to word it. I didn't want to be disrespectful or anything. I didn't want people to judge me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We, luckily we haven't had that many pressing situations, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've had this end of Snyder and Dennis Dodd kind of came in and, did that one for us <laughs> when he came in and <laughs> asked Bill to respond to claims that he should retire. Uh, you know, we've never had a hiring press conference. It'd be pretty self-serving of me to ask that question when I was the one who wrote the column. Bill, it's been <laughs> out there in the public, me, that you should retire. How do you respond to me? <laughs> we, we've never had a hiring press conference where there were like pressing questions, you know, um, Man. Oh, okay. I got one right here. Actually, I guess yeah. one question that I wanted to ask, but it, because I wasn't part of the interview, I didn't know what was happening was after the Gene Taylor hiring, when Red, when Richard Myers basically came out and said they were going to extend Bruce right away. And I, basically after I heard that, cause I wasn't part of that, I was over talking to somebody else. 
I really did want to ask Richard Myers, like, what is the justification for promising an extension without the AD getting a say in this? Because Gene's, Gene's hands were tied at that point when Richard Myers comes out and says, we're going to extend him. But I wasn't part of the interview. Couldn't ask it. So that, I guess in hindsight, but I don't really have a, a, a solid answer for that one, I guess. Last question of the podcast from Gobo97. I don't think I've ever said that before, so welcome. In honor of Riley leaving, I thought we should do a top Riley moments in podcast history. My favorites would be the hot chip challenge with Riley and Zach, the farmer's only account that was created for him, and then the Riley and Marcus love affair. I know there are more examples out there, but those are just some of them. (laughs) Yeah, those are good memories. Marcus and you would go at it. Marcus, he you. never had any justification for anything he said. He just said it. Um, oh, just because I feel like it. I don't. I don't. I just. You don't get it. And I'm like, why don't I get it? Because you don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Marcus, the, I my favorite was the chip because man, that thing lit you up. That guys, I didn't. I didn't sleep till two thirty that night. I was in so much pain. Yeah. Oh man, I like the chip because I won. You did. I, I mean, you it win. was terrible podcasting. Let's be real; it was awful <laughs> podcasting. It wasn't good without the video. It's um, having to commentate. Oh well, they're both suffering a lot. Riley more, but <laughs> wait here. There's milk on standby. Oh lord. Oh man. What was the other Those one? Were... That, there was another one in there. Um... Zach. I don't. What was that? Th- three things. The third example. Oh, the, uh, the farmers only. Account. Oh, the farmer. That, oh. that personally is my favorite. The farmers only is personally my favorite because we got a lot of mileage out of it, and I feel like it's something I can still get mileage out of because even if you go really big time and move to Nashville and into the twenty four seven national headquarters at CBS Interactive Nashville. I can see you with a farmer's only account. There's special people in Tennessee that live outside of the metro area who need them some Riley. That was the sign to me that I was officially in. You know, like I had been around for a little bit, but I was just I was wasn't writing much. I wasn't ever on the boards. I was very I was, I was employed, but I wasn't a full-time or a, even a good part-time employee. And then I was on the podcast. And then when people started, ju- I still don't know how they got my email, frankly. I guess it's pretty easy. You can search on the K-State database. That's right. That was insane. That's beautiful. Wait, so you actually got emails? Somebody signed me up for it. It wasn't a joke. Someone oh. actually signed him up. Yeah. They went to wow. my. They went to K State. They searched my name, found my email, and enrolled me in Farmers Only. And I was getting emails for months, even after I unsubscribed. That's a beautiful. I didn't prank. get it. That's a. That's <laughs> such a good prank. That's so good. I didn't know that. Another one not oh. mentioned that still to this day makes me laugh is Zach's video when he inserts "Danger Cat." Oh Danger yeah, cat. not a podcast moment, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I was doing a stand-up with Fitz, and I was doing the lead, the lead-in, and I said, he's Tim Fitzgerald from GoPowerCat.com, and I'm Riley Gates, and instead of Riley Gates, Zach dubbed it over, it's a danger cat. It was so funny, because he didn't even try to sound like him. It was, just, it was awesome. Yeah, that, was, that was a point. <laughs> just make it really bad. I'm still There's uncertain be- if the, the brotherly battles between you and Marcus were good podcasting or bad podcasting. Probably more on the good side, if you like conflict but it was pretty entertaining i think people liked it because they nobody disliked me a lot yet people kind of disliked me there was a little bit of ruffling of the feathers and they loved marcus and anytime marcus said anything people loved it it's marcus so i think yeah i know that's what i'm saying so i think i think people liked it but uh i don't know there's got to be some other ones out there that i'm forgetting but uh uh, it's, just, it's crazy. Like, you know, we've been doing the podcast. I've been doing the podcast since, oh, there was a time when you were sick. So me and Brett and Andrew did it. That was a weird podcast, man. And then, I don't know, I probably came in 
I probably came in full-time podcast that next fall. I want to say like the fall of 16. So it's been, it's been almost four years. Well, you are not done with podcasting. You'll be on Friday's Overtime podcast, maybe on future podcasts. But I'm now sitting here realizing Zoom enables me to bring in anyone I want to sit into that third chair and Zoom with us. So maybe our new guy, Ryan Gilbert, will join us next week. I'll check with him. You have stuff to do, Riley. You can't just be talking to us little people. You got. I can give you my set hours, though. You, you've got Cam Newton to write about. <clears throat> so they cut Cam Newton? Yeah. They, they, I forget. They signed Teddy, I think. Teddy Bridgewater, I think. Cam They're going to sign uh, that XFL quarterback, PJ Walker. They signed him and Teddy, and they'll probably oh. go draft somebody, I guess. Wow. Man. I mean, the XFL, it's like the Chiefs XFL guy. He ain't going to make the roster. No, I'm just saying. I mean, he played for Matt Rule. That was why he signed for him. Yeah. That's why he was going there. So, yeah, we'll see what I got to write about. I got it's it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. I've been in the Slack channel for three days and it's very fast paced. I'll tell you your own separate one. Yeah. Yeah. So when we send something to the Slack channel, you guys put it into your Slack channel. Yes. And then we put it into a sauna. I will I will speak with you guys about it off the air. I don't think the podcast you, listeners probably care. You put it into a sauna? What does it need to lose weight? Does it is it a, yes. a t- every story's in a towel but naked underneath? That's weird. Weird stuff. <laughs> Man, I don't understand you big time journalists. I'm just a little K State guy. That's it for this Lower podcast. <laughs> 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 just uh just doing my thing we'll talk to you real soon we'll be back on friday with the overtime podcast we appreciate it and as i mentioned earlier at the top of the show the life of fits podcast is is out there it's amongst us uh kelly in vegas is out there and uh coming soon on wednesday and thursday are tom keegan and frank martin and then we will go every Tuesday, I think, with that podcast. So we're finding things to fill up our space, even if it's not typically what you would think a K-State sports site would be about. But we're trying to keep everyone informed with everything going on. In fact, guys, I wrote my first coronavirus story, not about how people react. The actual news story, I wrote one on Monday as 24-7 says, hey, people, are coming to your sites, why don't you go ahead and offer them, you know, the stuff that's going on in your market. That's it for this podcast. Thank you to The Fridge. Thank you to Tanners and The High Low. We'll be back on Friday with the overtime. And don't forget, every Monday we're doing the best of overtime. Next week it'll be September of 2019. Last Monday was August, and it was uh, pretty good, actually. You've been listening to the Power Cat Questions podcast presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.